Welcome to Belief Busters Podcast, where we change the world one belief at a time. True transformation happens when we question if the beliefs we hold are of truth, or simply someone else's belief that we have internalized as our own. I'm your host, Rev. Cherie Taylor-Jones, and I'm glad you could join us on the journey. So today we're talking about accepting all, all, as a spiritual practice. You know, the nice thing about being in a spiritual community that talks about transformation is all the gifts that we have. And one of those gifts, or curses, depending on your perspective, is questioning, what do I really believe? And I'm not talking about just theologically, but what do I believe spiritually? What do I believe emotionally? What do I believe relationally? How we relate to each other, right? And I don't know about you, but on my journey, I have taken in a lot of new spiritual practices that have changed me at depth. And one of those is the spiritual practice of accepting all. Accepting all. The first time I heard this, I was in seminary. And I looked at my classmate, and you know, I did that, which was, oh my God, they drank the Kool-Aid here of positivity, right? There's no way, what are they thinking? And it was a couple of professors that really, you know, talked about this, and I got it intellectually, but I didn't get it. Do you know what I mean, right? There's a difference there. It's like it's here, and then it's got to work its way into your system to really get it. And who was instrumental in me getting this specific principle was none other than Martha Creek. Yeah, you know, she makes, she has these home-timey sayings. The one I just never heard before, you know, sticking like hair in a biscuit. I was like, what? What? Did you just say that? <laughs> but she has this wonderful gift of making it real. Like, how, how does this work? And so I've kind of worked with that, and I've tweaked it some, and so I'm just going to share my experience with this practice with you. Now, I know some of you may be like me, where you're thinking, all? All sounds kind of hard, you know? All that comes to me is for me seems too hard. Accepting all? Wow, that could be life-changing. And the answer to all of those thoughts you may have is yes. Yes. But if we do not accept all as a way of being, what happens is we end up chasing our tails, running around, searching for that inner peace, and living a life that we're really not happy and content in. Because here's the deal. Peace comes from acceptance. Peace comes from acceptance. And freedom comes from peace. You know, in our culture, we've all been trained from the time we're little kids. What's the right way to do things? We've been trained on what success looks like. What's a good outcome? 
And then when anything that doesn't fit into that paradigm of good comes into our life, you know, we call it bad. And then we have the thoughts about how bad it is that then generates all these feelings within us, sadness, disappointment, frustration, anger, shame, blame. So I'm going to share a situation with you to make this like a real life application as opposed to theoretical. A few months before we came here, it was the end of February, we were in Palm Springs, California. I realized I'm not a desert girl, so it's good to know those things, but I didn't know until I was there, right? So we're there, and I was starting the conversation with your board of directors about coming to visit you. We didn't have a date yet, but I kept hearing, it's time to go. It's time to go to Texas. I was like, all right. So the day before we were scheduled to leave, my husband's out running errands, da, 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 and he's at a stop sign, and he gets rear-ended. Now, you may think, all right, he got rear-ended, but what it is is this very large, there it is, Silverado, you know, one of those big behemoths, came and did not stop, just plowed into him at about 50 miles per hour, right? And this is our little Ford Fiesta that we were pulling behind our RV, right? You always see those little tiny cars and you wonder why. Well, that's because what weight can we pull, right? And I have to tell you that Graham has angels around him. He got out of that without a scratch. Glass flying everywhere, the back seat no longer really existed without a scratch. Yes, his angels are slightly overworked. <laughs> but we are grateful. We are grateful. So looking at that, you know, I pretty much knew that the car was going to be totaled, right? Now, let's say in that situation, I hop on, this is horrible, this is bad, right? This is bad. Now starts the thinking, oh, woe is me. Why do these things always happen to us? Oh, I, I, you know, if Graham was like a better driver, this would never have happened, right? And then I'll start on that whole line of, remember all those plans that you made that failed? And I could even convince myself, this is an omen, don't go to Austin, <laughs> right? You don't want to go there. And all of that is because of the feelings and the thoughts that come up because I would have judged this situation as bad. But this time I said to myself, am I going to practice what I preach? Mm. Am I going to practice what I preach? And I got to tell you, you know, I really had to go within and attend to this spiritual practice that I know of accepting that all is for me. All is for me. And I accepted that, you know, in life, things happen. Things happen that we have no control over. 
And I came to accept that, you know, the car is a thing. It'll be replaced. We can replace it, right? And then I embrace my humanity because I know I'm here for a human experience. What am I to learn from this? What am I to learn from this? You see, accepting all as a spiritual practice means that there is always a teachable moment on our journey. And if I'm no longer labeling things as good or bad, then I've got some freedom here. Freedom to accept that whatever comes to me is for me. So yes, the car was damaged, but we have car insurance. You know, car insurance is for when these things happen. Car insurance is not for like it's never gonna happen, right? We don't get car insurance because we're never gonna be in an accident, do we? But there's that thinking, right? So we have car insurance because things like this happen in the human world. All right, so that's good to know. <laughs> and it reminds me that I am a human being having a human experience just like so many other folks here on this planet. So it's not bad. Am I happy? No, I'm not happy. I'm not happy that we're without a car now. But what is, what is the lesson here? And for me, I learned or I got that life happens and I always have a choice on how I want to respond to it. How I want to respond to it. And so this was an opportunity for me to be kind to Graham and also kind to myself, right? While being able to look at this situation in a new light. And the new light is it simply just is. It just is. The car is just stuff. It's really unimportant. And guess what? I am still the divine being that I was before the accident. What? Yes. I'm still beloved of the universe, and so is Graham. And I don't need to shame anyone. I don't need to shame him in that experience. How would that serve him? And so together we discerned what is our next steps. And what we figured out is that we will still go to Texas the next day and let the insurance company deal with it. Ooh. See, that practice of accepting all as for me then allows me to be in the present moment, right? And guess what? I saw how much I grew. Because in the past, this would have paralyzed me. And now, I'm in that accepting all as my spiritual practice. I get to respond, not react, respond in a new way. And because there's no shame or blame on my part, you know, I'm not spending unnecessary energy in resistance to what is. Now, how many of you spend all that time and energy resisting what is? Right? Yes, yes, it's part of the human condition, and we can change that. Because not being so mired in resistance, I'm now able to be a little higher in my connection, right? I'm now clear on, I still know who I am. 
I know how I serve, I know what my purpose is in the world, and it doesn't change because of that situation. It doesn't change. You see, the problems arise when we call a situation, a person, a belief, an ideology, a political affiliation, yes, I went there, as bad or good as bad or good. You see, it's human nature for us to make meaning out of every little thing. And we want to avoid, we've been conditioned so much that we want to avoid anything that we think is bad, that it's not good. The struggle happens when the situation occurs and we make meaning of ascribing it as our identity from the situation. And when we ascribe our identity from the situation, it means that we become that situation. You know, I've made a mistake, I am the mistake, right? There's a big difference there. So in this example, if I claim that the situation is bad, I want you to listen to this. It is so easy to leap onto spiritual malpractice to conclude that the car accident was an outward manifestation of my fear or lack. Sometimes in our spiritual communities, we make these erroneous conclusions and not only hurt ourselves, but we hurt others. Got a cold? Oh, well, what were you thinking that created that for you? That's spiritual malpractice, my friends, right? Have an issue with lack? Oh, well, you're just not practicing those principles, are ya? Spiritual malpractice. So I'm calling you up higher. I am calling you up higher. So now let's look at this from the flip side. What happens when we make the determination that we can only accept good things? Right? We can only accept good things in our lives, and we're saying what good should look like. So here I am, I'm giving this talk at Unity Church of the Hills. Let's say that I ascribe a good outcome is that each of you sitting in that seat thinks, oh my God, this is the best talk I ever heard. <laughs> I really think, you know, after this talk, I've reached enlightenment. Right? <laughs> but if that isn't your truth, this isn't the best talk that you ever heard. Maybe it's another inspirational Sunday talk. Then what's that going to do? That's going to leave me disappointed and possibly crushed, right? And then I would question, well, what's my abilities as a minister? What's my abilities as a speaker? And let's not forget the self-flagellation that I'm going to do to myself because I did not create the talk of enlightenment, right? <laughs> and then if I look out and I see your faces and you're not wrapped on my every word, I could stutter, lose my train of thought, and then inevitably create a mediocre talk, right? Or I could come at it from a different paradigm the paradigm of blame. 
You know, when we're in our self-righteous indignation, what is wrong with these people in Austin? They set their conscience, but pff, I don't think they get it, right? Mm. <laughs> and here is this, in that state, right? I'm focused on you validating me, you giving me my worth. So I'm looking outside of myself for some kind of success. You see, either scenario about my expectations about this talk is a reactive response, which does not serve me, and it sure wouldn't serve you. I had to, I was gonna say something else. <laughs> you know, when I told my mom I was gonna be a minister, she said, with your mouth? <laughs> it's a constant thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> However, if I choose to accept that I'm simply here to share my journey and insights with you and let go of my expectations of the outcomes, then where's the power? It's within me, right? I am now empowered to own my own spiritual journey and focus on who I have come here to be. And guess what? I'm also allowing you your own spiritual journey of what you have come here to be. You see, when we free ourselves up like this, I'm now free to be authentic. I'm free to be joy. I'm free to understand you. I'm free to love, to be expansive, to be that non-anxious presence. And this is why I call acceptance of all a spiritual practice. And imagine if we were in a spiritual community with non-anxious, non-judgmental folks of love. That's some powerful stuff. You know, sometimes I wish that we were given a manual, like how to be human. Here's your manual. You're born, here's your manual. Because, you know, we're either thinking we're unique at one end of the spectrum or abnormal at the other end. We think we're doing something inhuman in how we behave, the thoughts we have, the things that we say, or how we show up. What would it be like if we were taught that making meaning and being anxious are normal for human beings? You know, I think our level of neuroses on the planet would significantly be lowered. What if we knew that humans have similar thoughts and fears and anxieties? that there can be a level of acceptance in knowing. This is what human beings do. It's just human. So imagine this is your phrase. Oh, that's normal, just being human, right? No bad, no good. Oh, I think I'm too short. Oh, that's normal, just being human. Oh, I think I'm too tall. Oh, that's normal. Yep, that's being human, right? Too fat, oh, okay, that's normal, just being human. Picked my nose. Oh, okay, that's normal. <laughs> just being human, right? There's no bad, there's no good, it just is. We are just being human. I don't know about you, but for a long time in my life, I walked around in fear that people will judge me, judge me for being overweight, that that's bad, you know? Or being of mixed heritage, not black enough, not white enough, right? or whatever I am, 
And I got to tell you, that was a nightmare and it was a no-win situation for me. You know, I've been on a diet my entire life, and guess what? I'm still overweight. <laughs> and I have taken on other people's shame and used that to blame myself for being what I am. And I was a miserable puppy. I no longer shame and blame myself. And I invite you to take on that mantra. Today I know I am magnificently made of the divine. This is who I am, who I have come here to be, and how I am to serve. And guess what? To accept that I was designed to be in this body, it frees me up. Right? I'm no longer like, right? Not, not wanting to take up space. Now I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm a badass. This is who I am. <laughs> right? But in that freedom, I'm no longer self-focused, right? I'm now expansive. I'm seeing you. I'm seeing your divine nature. I'm like, how do we do this? What do you need? Let's go. It's a different mindset and a different framework to really figure out. This is divinity expressing and experiencing itself. That's powerful. That's powerful, my friends. So I've mentioned anxiety before, and so I just want to like bring it back just for a moment to let you know that that anxiety is a wonderful thing. Because what it does is when we get that spike of anxiety, it lets us know that we're judging or believing something that is happening is bad. Hear that. Because our bodies are these amazing machines, right? And that spike is our body telling us that we've moved out of accepting all as a spiritual practice. We're, we're out. And so now, without judgment, we get to look at it, right? We get to look at it. What is that teachable moment? And really stepping into that reality that there is no thing against me. There is no thing that is not for me. There is no one against me. There is no one against me. Everyone here is for me. Everyone here is for you. That takes showing up to another level, doesn't it? So when you feel that anxiety spike, I invite you to tune into your body right? And tune into the thoughts that you're having, because it's your thoughts that has created the meaning that then your body's adrenaline is working through. And when we are hijacked by our adrenaline, what are we in? We know this, right? We hear it time and time again, fight, flight, or freeze, right? We're not in higher functioning at that point, my friends. We are down here in survival mode. So to think when you're in survival mode that you are going to be accepting all as a spiritual practice, I don't think that'll happen. So that spike of anxiety is yours to unravel and go, okay, what's the thought behind this before the hijack happens? 
right? So you're trying to stop the hijack from happening. All right, so one of my fave professors, you know, is Robert Brummett, and he wrote the book, Living Originally, 10 Spiritual Practices to Transform Your Life. And he says this about accepting all. Accepting all is simply the unconditional acceptance of my present moment experience, whatever that experience may be. Acceptance does not mean I enjoy every experience that arises. Acceptance is not the same as liking something. Accepting all means I am willing to experience it without judgment. So I'm inviting you to take on this practice. I know it may sound a little woo-woo and all positive, but when you break it down, it really does make sense about you know, how we want to look at the world, how we want to live in the world. Imagine knowing that everything that comes to you is for you. You're gonna wake up ready to take on the day because you know, this is for me. Oh, this is for, what's gonna be for me today? That's a different mindset. So I'm inviting you to practice it. Take a look, check into your bodies and know you are perfectly human and divine. Thank you for being here. Let's prepare for meditation. If you are enjoying these conversations about assessing your belief systems and how to transform outdated beliefs, then please subscribe and give us a positive review. To support this podcast and its transformative work, you can also become a sponsor for as little as $5 a month. You can reach Rev. Cherie at info at beliefbusterspodcast.org. To continue on this journey of evolution, you can also get my book, Turning Your Why into Why Not, at Amazon or any other bookstores, which gives you practical tools to do this work. See you next time on the flip side.